Good morning. and get your card. I know some of you filled out cards last week, but you might want to fill out another one. So, um, a couple things. I know a lot of you have heard, but some of you probably have not heard that Sally Morgan died last night. Um, last evening so I'm sure there'll be there are lots more people in the room uh, that know a lot more about the situation than I do so I'm sure we'll hear more later but I at least wanted you to know that uh, because it's for those who didn't know it we're all sort of carrying it today so um, just want all of us to care carry that together uh, today Yeah. Let's let's pray. and mercy, we, we come before you this morning deeply saddened the loss of Sally, you know better than we do what she meant to so many of us here. Joe, pray he would feel your presence very near. Pray you would continue to encircle him with, with friends, those dear to them. Father, we are mindful yet again of how 
precious is this gift of life that you've given us. And so we give you thanks uh, for Sally's life. And we give you thanks that you hold her safely in your hand. Be with us as we grieve and mourn. May we too feel your presence. We pray this through Christ. If you were here last week, we uh, mentioned last week that we were finally bringing the Heart Sayings of Jesus series to a close last week. Uh, not because we ran out of Heart Sayings of Jesus, we just ran out of will. <laughs> and so... Yeah, we thought six months was enough. Enough of Jesus for now. Uh, no, no doubt he will make an appearance again at some point. <laughs> so as it turns out, we said we were going to start a new series of yet indeterminate length on vulnerability. The reason I thought we might talk about this is um, one of the groups that I'm a part of is called um, the Ecclesia Project. It's a group of Christians from mainly the United States, but there are some international people as well who, who gather every summer and are connected through the year, who care deeply about the church across denominational lines, and who want to see the church in our day uh, be like people have always wanted the church to be more uh, faithful to who God has called the church to be and are at work together trying to do what little we can to be part of that and uh, one of the and so we gather every summer for two or three days in Chicago and connect and uh, talk about some things together for several days and this year we, we talked about vulnerability, and it was a particularly rich uh, few days together. And I mentioned that um, last summer when I got back, and a number of you said, could we talk about that? And it seemed to me at the time like that would be a good thing. And I, I still think it's a good thing, except now we're, we're here. <laughs> and so the first bit of vulnerability is is mine and that is I have no idea where this is gonna go <laughs> and I mean that honestly I really don't and it occurred to me this week that that might be appropriate it would be sort of ironic to have a lesson series on vulnerability that was planned out meticulously down to the last detail and so, um, I, I don't really know. One of the reasons I don't know how long it's going to be because I don't, I don't really know where this is going to go. And it's partly going to depend on, on you. 
um, which is why you have the cards. Um, I was helped a great deal in our last series by you being honest enough, forthcoming enough to talk about some of the sayings of Jesus that had vexed you. And so I'd be helped this series, and we're going to leave the cards out again, uh, because I think the more you think about, at least in my experience, um, the more I think about vulnerability, the more I see areas in my life where it arises, or where I try to hide it. I mean, that's um, a lot of energy for a number of us. I can't speak for everyone, but for me, a lot of energy can go towards um, hiding my vulnerabilities, uh, denying my vulnerabilities, uh, developing strategies for um, overcoming vulnerabilities, uh, pretense that I don't have any vulnerability. I mean, this list can just go sort of on and on. And so sometimes it takes a little while uh, to get past all of those defenses to see where the vulnerabilities might actually be, the ones that we wrestle with the most. And I suspect there'll be some a good bit of overlap with a lot of our vulnerabilities. But I suspect some will be peculiar um, to, to your own situation, to the things that you deal with every day that could be very well be different than what other people deal with every day. So as we talk uh, today and in the coming weeks, um, I'd encourage you to do what you did last time, which is just jot down um, something that you think might be worth wrestling with, or at least acknowledging. Again, I don't really, don't, I don't really know what I'm going to do with the cards. Um, I guess it will depend on what's on them, or if there's anything on them. Uh, and, and just encourage you to be honest. Um, you're free to sign the card if you want, but certainly there's no necessarily reason to unless you want me to know. Um, I'm not a, a handwriting specialist, so I, I can't match your personality with your handwriting. So I do know a couple of your handwriting, but you know who you are. Uh, so the rest of you, you're, you're anonymous. So if you would, do, you could do that. To, you can do that anytime. You can do it uh, now at the end of class. You can bring it back next week. Um, I'll just kind of let you do with the cards what you will. And if you again, if you wrote one last week and that's all you got, then that's fine. Just put the blank card back there, and we'll recycle it. Okay. But I appreciate you being willing to do that. But I did thought we, I did think we would start today. Again, I no, never know how this is going to go because anytime, you know, one of one of my vulnerabilities is um, when I stand up here to teach in in front of um, a rather well-educated lot, as you are. Uh, it's it has its own kind of intimidation because if, which is one of the reasons I. I just keep chattering away and not giving you much chance to talk. Because <laughs> um, most days I don't know where it's going to go. If I'm 
doing the chatting, but I'm pretty sure if I start letting you doing the chatting, I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> and usually once I do that, I mean, it's just like handing out the class over to you and it's like I'm done for the day. It's like it's, I'm not going to get it back. Um, but I thought we would, would, we would risk that, at least for a little while. And I, and I will at some point try to get it back. I don't know if I will. Um, but I thought, you know, that, that first day that I found so helpful when we talked about the hard sayings of Jesus, we just talked out loud together. And in talking about loud together, uh, we sort of played off of each other. Somebody raised a passage, and that made somebody think of somebody else. Somebody else thought of another passage that was sort of related. And we just sort of talked out loud about some of the hard sayings of Jesus. And that sort of stirred up a lot for many of us. And we went places that day that we wouldn't have gone if we had just you know, thought about it ourselves. So I thought we would do something similar today, as risky and maybe uh, foolish as it might be. It's just one day. I mean, if we just blow the day off today, you know, it won't be the it won't be the, the last time you wasted a good forty minutes in your life, right? So, um, so I thought we would try that today, and I know that it's a challenge to hear in here. So uh, I'll try to repeat. Uh, best I can what's said so that those of you who didn't hear it uh, can hear and uh, we'll just see where this goes okay um, let me just say one thing to kind of to frame it just a little bit because um, someone uh, this morning said you know I don't really know how to think about this I'm not really not really sure what people are talking about when they're talking about vulnerability um, and I think it can go lots of different ways but let's just I'll just start you with uh, a couple thoughts and then we'll just ask for examples where you or I experience this in our daily lives or try to avoid experiencing it in some cases the, the English word vulnerable as you likely probably know comes from a Latin word as do a lot of English words. Uh, and it comes from uh, a Latin word uh, that means wound. It's a noun. It comes from a Latin noun for the word for wound. And vulnerability at its heart is about um, the capacity to be wounded. Okay, wounded. Either Physically, there's sort of physical vulnerability, right? That we have the capacity to be wounded. Uh, there's clearly also kind of emotional, psychological vulnerabilities too, right? Where we can be wounded in that way. And most of us are aware, right, by the time by the time you get to be our age, whatever, whoever the R is, whoever the we is, uh, we, we have all been wounded multiple times, right? Physically, emotionally, psychologically. Um, we, we know that. Um, and we have also probably done our fair share of the wounding. So we have likely been on both sides of this, both the, 
the wounded and the wounder. Nobody that I know of enjoys being wounded. Right? There's, there's not... Uh, there's just not a lot to like in being wounded all the way around. Um, and yet, we know that we have that capacity. And, and so, we, and vulnerability is this capacity to be wounded, to be open to that. Right? A lot of energy, a lot of my energy, the opposite of that is sort of self-protection, which is understandable. Um, since woundedness is not something that we desire. So one of the things we want to wrestle with over the next several weeks is trying to <clears throat> trying to get our heads around the fact that there there is something. It's hard to get it's hard to understand exactly what it is. It's hard to name, I think. But I suspect all of us have had glimpses in our lives where we might actually, we or someone else, actually chooses to be vulnerable. And this is one of the distinctions we'll have to make. The distinction between a person who's vulnerable against their will and those who might choose to be vulnerable in certain situations. And that, and that actually can be a beautiful thing. Kind of hard to get your head around all that. Right? But I think we all, we all have had glimpses of this. So, so yes, this, this, is, this is tricky territory. And not, and not a territory that I think that we talk very much about, which is one of the reasons I thought it might be a fruitful uh, topic for us to wrestle with together. Uh, what's the role of vulnerability in human life? What's its place? Um, is it, it doesn't seem to be, uh, while it is something that we seek often to avoid, we also know that vulnerability opens up areas of human life that are actually genuinely beautiful. So there's, there's something going on there, and we'll have to work on that together. But I thought, so with that notion of woundedness, the capacity to be wounded, uh, I thought we might talk about some of the places where we feel vulnerable, or where at least we are anxious about our vulnerability. What are the kinds of situations that we find ourselves in, um, or we imagine ourselves being in, where our, the, our potential to be wounded uh, fills us with anx anxiousness, anxiety, dread, fear, all kinds of things, right? Such that we might therefore find ourselves very likely, understandably, adopting some type of self-protective strategy, avoidance. I mean, you, you fill in the word. So I think there's all kinds of areas of our lives where this might 
actually be the case. And I just thought for this morning, let's just see what some of the range is among a group like this. So who, who would like to get us started? Does it surprise you? <laughs> Shocked is, is closer. Phil. Yes. I still face this periodically. And I'm glad you mentioned fear because that, and anxiety because that's those are the words that would describe it. I want to be, and I feel like I am to a degree, open to, for lack of other words, I'm going to say street people, homeless people. If you remember, uh, severe. John Severe was inundated or whatever with bed bugs. All right, a John Severe friend of mine and I always hug on Sunday morning. And I knew that she had bed bugs in her apartment. Mm -hmm. And we didn't see each other every Sunday morning because she didn't come. Mm -hmm. So when I read about it and knew about it, I really struggled with hmm. do I hug her hmm. and risk, I don't know anything about bed bugs, but mm -hmm. they give me the creeps, I know that. <laughs> and I thought if she has one or two hmm. on her body, in her hair, on her whatever, hmm. and I take those home, and how complicated it is to get rid of them. Hmm. But how can I not hug her hmm. when it is a part of our yeah. friendship? Right. So I fell back on, which some people think is corny, but it, it does help me, the phrase, what would Jesus do? Hmm. That's exactly what I thought. Hmm. So... I continue to hug her. Mm. I've never had bed, but it was with fear. I would have loved to have just never even thought about it. Yeah. But it made me anxious, mm -hmm. fearful, and I'm, and they can come back a year from now, you know, sure. the bed bugs. But anyway, that yeah. that was a struggle. Well, I appreciate your your honesty and vulnerability and just sharing that, right? I mean, um wondering if we're all secretly judging you now, right? Do you know what? It's true, right? It's true. I it's don't the feel vulnerable. <laughs> yeah. There, 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 there was a time when you'd care. <laughs> you're, you're so over that. I'm so over yeah. it. It's 78. I'm so yeah. over <laughs> if you If you weren't able to hear, Linda was sharing the story of uh, just, you know, what happens when uh, in her her example was having dear friends at the John Severe Center when they were having the bed bug issue, and do you embrace that person? Do you hug them unreservedly? How do how do you how did how does she avoid having this sort of anxiety about this? Right? 
Well, I was just going to say that how much I've enjoyed uh, Linda's new test strip jewelry that she's been wearing. <laughs> <laughs> See, I'm not begging her anymore. <laughs> 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 and, and this is why I don't do this. <laughs> See? This is exactly what I feared would happen. <laughs> Linda would go first, and then I would never get the class back. <laughs> Let me say something about my granddaughter in the Philippines. When she came to last year, she was just getting over a head lice. They have it so bad there, and she says, I have it almost constantly. I fight a, a battle of head lice because they, the little kids come up and hug her and everything right. in this mission work she's doing. And she says, I have it. I, it's just a constant battle, and she has to keep her you know, head with the medicine and stuff. Yeah. But she says, Rami, I can't not do it. Right. Yeah. Right. And so <laughs> that's one thing. It, it's a... It's a, bi a battle of what, what Sure, sure. And they said there are more and more people. I read an article on paper this morning about people from doing selfies are getting more headlights. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know, up close to somebody else who they're not aware of. Yeah. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> now we're all scratching. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I might be in favor of head lice it would, if it would cut down on the number of selfies in the world. <laughs> uh, okay, I'll, I'll take the uh, prerogative as the uh, teacher of the class to say we, we, we've covered parasites. <laughs> so let, let's go a different route. What, what else might we be, uh, those, are, those are helpful examples, what else might we uh, find ourselves wrestling with when it comes to being vulnerable? When you're out of control. Out of control, are what, what? Give us an example of where one might feel out of control. Fran and I went to Juarez, Mexico one time. And we Don't got, ask why. Yeah. We, we got a taxi cab and we went over into Juarez and went to a, a shopping center, that's what they called it anyway. And there were just all kinds of strange and odd looking people around. Hmm. And all we wanted to do was to go back across and see that American flag and get out of there as fast as we could. But I mean, we were just totally out of control. Yeah. And totally in somebody else's hands. Yeah. And if that taxi driver had been linked to some bad gang or something, we would have just been in a terrible fix. And we were pretty vulnerable. Yeah, so situations in which we find ourselves out of control, whether you're traveling internationally and so you're out of your sort of normal comfort zone there. Um, yeah. So. I think getting out of our box um, yeah. is really important. It makes us vulnerable and most people don't. I know one time we were in a group, it was a church meeting, and one person said, well, I don't know anybody who does not think like I do. Hmm. And I thought that's sad. Yeah, so an extension of the, you know, being out of control, Carol mentions the, the idea of not getting out of your box, whether it's a physical box, 
um, in travel or whether it's it can be uh, a mental box right I mean it's easy to surround yourself particularly in our day and age even easier than it used to be you can surround yourself with people who think just like you and me and so I never have to have my my view of the world wounded potentially challenged threatened right because everyone just echoes what I already think right and so that can be vulnerable right I mean how many of us uh, choose to uh, put ourselves in situations with people who think radically different than we do um, it's uncomfortable I mean there's no there's no doubt about that um, so lots of us find it easy to avoid that um, other things that go in the category of control just kind of just kind of stick there for a little while what other ways might we feel out of control but besides the way we've mentioned the ones we've mentioned so far got one um, mm -hmm. I have a, a family member that I'm supposed to be close to most people are close to that family member um, I mean yeah, it's my mom but yeah, you can stand up Phil uh, okay thank you um, sorry um, I am supposed to have that relationship with my mother that most people have but there are stipulations with her. And if I step out of that box, then I'm very vulnerable to the rejection again. And so if I stay in that box and don't put myself out, then I don't have to feel that again. So it's a fear of, of um, although, the, uh, although outside of the box should be an unknown, you know it's eventually going to be a known. Hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. You're eventually going to go back around in the same cycle that's always been there. So there's a real vulnerability there. Do you step out and chance it one more time? Or do you just keep things where they are and and just go on through life? Yeah. Can most of you hear that? Okay. Good. Thank you for standing up. That's a good idea. Um, <coughs> Yeah, so there we see the lack of control and the, the fear. Um, and clearly the, the vulnerability, I mean, the fear thing is huge, right? Um, and we'll, we'll have good reason to return to that. I mean, what, what, what's some of the sources of that fear? It's not, it's not all ir irrational fear. I mean, a lot of it's quite rational fear. Um, anything else on the control issue, yes? It is political time right now. And I find myself sometimes in a situation where everyone, uh, just as an example, would be a Democrat. And I'm a Republican. Mm. And so they say, after they have really said a lot of things that are not kind about Republicans, would say, and how do you feel about this? <laughs> 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 I'm the only one there. Mm. And so my answer is, I just hope nobody gets killed before the election. <laughs> but I feel it is something that you can be really intimidated mm. 
you happen to find yourself. And these are all friends. Hmm. Now, I'm not saying that I'm a Republican or a Democrat. That was just an example. Of course. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, and and we could, I, mean, I think it's a great example, Gail, and it's another a great, but we can extend that example anytime we find ourselves in a group of people, it's very similar to what we were talking about before, right, where everyone seems to be thinking alike, except you, you feel like you're the outsider, right, so what's it, what's it feel like, the vulnerability of being the outsider? Um, and sometimes you, you're the only one that knows you're the outsider. Other people presume you're part of the group and you think that they, they do. Right, and so the vulnerability of saying, "Do I, do I admit that I'm the outsider, <laughs> or do I just continue to pretend like I'm one of the insiders and just hope it really it just ends really quickly, <laughs> right?" And we go on to something else, and so you you feel a little, you feel vulnerable there. You feel exposed, right? I mean, another way another way of talking about vulnerability and woundedness is this exposure. Right, you feel you feel exposed. Yes, yeah, Sandra. This will probably um, speak for a lot of people, but for me, um, when I was facing a health issue that I had no control over and I did not know the outcome, uh, I felt very vulnerable because mm. I am a controlled type person. Mm. I like to fix it. I like to. To be there involved and so forth it was um, probably one of the most scary times in my life and until uh, I, I did finally come to acknowledge that it was through God's strength that I would try to not be so anxious I'm sorry to say that I still felt vulnerable through the entire experience yeah thank you Yeah, I suspect anyone who's been there would echo at least huge parts of that, right? I mean, you are incredibly vulnerable, right? When you um, when you don't even know what the wound is physically, right? I mean, uh, you know you you're likely wounded, but what is it? And can it, it can it be a wound that can be healed or not? Is it be a wound that I'm going to have to deal with the rest of my life? Um, I mean, all kinds of things right there that we were reminded that we're finite creatures in in these these bodies that uh, are open to to being wounded, and it's it can be very scary. Um, and we're thinking of you know our brother Wayne who goes back to Duke this week. Anxious, no doubt, how could he not be, uh, about whether he'll be able to have surgery. You know, what, what will he hear this week? And we're all standing with Wayne, praying with Wayne, anxious with Wayne and Vanjie. Right. Um, Maybe a couple more places where we won't. Yeah. As Christians, sometimes when we're out of the group of people and 
we're trying to live our faith, and a lot of the people you're around are not Christians, or they have a belief other than yours, I think it's going to be challenging. It's easy for us to be Christians in here. Mm-hmm. We're out in another part of the world or other part of the community with different people, and mm-hmm. we're the ones trying to be the Christian and live it, and then you're surrounded with people that uh, do not believe the same way or question some of the things that you're doing. Yeah. Yeah, you're, you're right. It, it, it should be easy to be a Christian in here. Um, it's not always, best I can tell, but it should be. Uh, but you're right, this is another, it's, another, uh, it's another verse of the what happens when you're the outsider. And, um, and particularly when you're pretty clear that you're, or at least your hunch, or your suspicion, or your worry. Um, my worry is that my way of looking at the world, my way of thinking about it, my way of acting in it, seems, at least I worry, is it's not going to be well received. Um, so partly what we're, it's another example of the, the kind of rejection that's part of the vulnerability, right, is it, part of the woundedness, part of the wound we fear is being rejected by a group of people, right, whether it's because of our political affiliation or our Christian convictions or it could be any number of things, right. This, we realize that we don't control other people's views of us, but none of us want to be rejected. I don't think most of us wake up in the morning and say, gee, I wonder who I can manage to be rejected by today. (laughs) Um, Now, a couple of you may, I don't know. (laughs) A couple of you might actually be wired that way, but um, there are the sort of contrarian types in the world. Uh, but most of us don't do that. Most of us have a deep-seated desire, longing to be accepted, uh, to be embraced for who we are, and and to be to belong to a group of people who who actually respect and honor who we are. I think we all have that desire, and so there's this. But we find ourselves in situations where that feels threatened. Yeah. Well, I think we're off to a good start. There's a lot more to say. But that's why you have cards. So maybe now that we've stirred the pot just a little bit, um, you can... I mean, there's a whole raft of things that we haven't touched on at all yet. We, we just, you know, just started to think about this, some areas of life. Um, but I hope you'll continue to think about this. Be aware of it. Um, be aware of your own vulnerability, other people's vulnerabilities. Um, one of the things we'll want to talk about in the coming weeks is the way in which um, not, not everyone, I mean, there are certain kinds of vulnerabilities that I have that I wrestle with um, that are actually are situations that come from my own privilege, if I'm honest about it. I mean, I, I couldn't help but think this week, I mean, a lot of people in the Southeast felt incredibly vulnerable uh, because of this hurricane, right? Um, and it's true, they were. And I, I don't want to in any way minimize any of the pain, suffering, anxiety, any of that. 
Um, but if you've seen the pictures out of Haiti, it's heartbreaking. It's absolutely heartbreaking. Um, the devastation that that hurricane caused. We don't even know what the death toll is going to be. It's up over 800 now. Um, and how soon we forget that, you know, just a few years ago, right? Less than five, six years ago, they had an earthquake. And do we, do we remember how many people were killed in the earthquake? Over 300,000. 300,000 people died in Haiti just five or six years ago. That just We just completely forget that, right? I mean, that's almost three times the number of people who were killed, Americans killed in World War I, you know, just in, a, in an earthquake. Can you imagine 300,000 people dying in the United States because of an earthquake? Well, no, you can't because we have we have the ability to build buildings that are resistant to that, right? So we we have very literally protected ourselves from some vulnerabilities, and that's not necessarily a bad thing. But we forget that other people don't necessarily have that, and and so they are more vulnerable than I am. And how do I, how do I deal with that? How do I put that? That that's a tricky thing to kind of put part of the equation. So, yeah, not, at one level we're all vulnerable, but we're not all equally vulnerable to everything. <laughs> at some level we'll have to sort of factor that in, uh, or at least be aware of it, because I think it's something that we'll have to as Christians. Well, thank you for getting us started. Um, more to say, but we've got some time to say it. And, um, and I appreciate whatever feedback, examples, that you put on your cards. And you can always leave them back there, put them up here. I'll find them one way or the other, or bring them back next week. Let's pray together. Gracious God, we confess that we wrestle with our vulnerabilities in lots of different ways. No doubt some ways which we hold in common with each other and some ways which we uniquely wrestle. And so we pray that you would take our conversations over these next few weeks, that you would open our eyes uh, to our vulnerabilities, to the vulnerabilities mm -hmm. of those around us, to our own strategies, no matter how well-intentioned uh, to avoid or deny or dodge our vulnerabilities. We confess we don't always know exactly why you've made us this way, and yet we sense there are parts of our vulnerability that are, that are good and beautiful, and so we pray you might give us eyes to see that as well. Pray you would, most of all, protect us from the fear that can so easily paralyze us. Give us wisdom. In the days ahead, as we live as your vulnerable people in the world, 
We pray this through Christ.